You want to me naturally? Is the water ready, Lisa? Yes, Wendy. <laughs> You're so weird. Let's get trivial, trivial. I want to get trivial. Let's get into trivia. Let me hear your knowledge talk. Your knowledge talk. Let me hear your knowledge talk. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Quiz Fix Podcast. My name is Paul. My name is Monica. I'm Monica. Hi, Paul. It is episode 21. We're not even drinking. I know. Wait a second. Look at all this alcohol. (laughs) I am staring at a shelf full of delicious treats, and we're not having any of it, and our podcast is now of age. I know. Maybe I should crack a cold one. Oh. Well, the boys. Maybe, let's do that at the break. We'll do that. We'll uh, record a little <laughs> bit here, and then we'll take a break and okay. uh, have ourselves a beverage. Because it's Saturday. We're recording rare. It's rare to record on a Saturday. It is rare. It's very. Uh, it's very decadent because neither of us have to like rush off to do something. Although That's I have a show true. later, but you have a show. Yeah, I have to work tomorrow. Yeah, but not until later. That's good. Yeah, I have to go sing uh, '90s R&B music tonight in my uh, band. Cover me bad. Ooh, what's yeah. your favorite song to sing in that band? Well, uh, I'm really getting into singing Bump and Grind by R. Kelly. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. Because you know there ain't nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. There ain't nothing wrong with no. that. We also do Ignition. We do some R. Kelly. Yeah. Maybe I can Maybe I can someday uh, convince them to do like Feeling on Your Booty or something like that. But <laughs> we'll get there. We're just learning. We're just learning how Maybe to be. Maybe you can convince them to feel your booty. What? That doesn't take any convincing <laughs> at all. That just shows, that's just me just showing a little, I don't know what I'm talking about now. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, we have a good show for you today. Lots of fun stuff. The most fun thing, and I've shared this with Monica, uh, is that we had our first, as far as we know, podcast listeners show up to one of our quizzes they showed up to our Renton quiz on thursday uh michelle and michael who uh sent me a message on twitter and said that they loved the podcast and that they were coming to the quiz that night and i got to meet them and it was uh it was pretty cool that's so awesome yeah hi you guys hi you guys (laughs) rocked and i'm just gonna kill the suspense right now you guys won the audio round challenge because you were the only entries to the audio round challenge this <laughs> Don't week. Tell them that. Well, you and I have <laughs> talked about this. We can reveal this. You and I have talked about maybe doing something else because we're not getting a ton of entries for the audio round challenge. Yeah. And to be fair, and I know I l- listen to a lot of podcasts, and I know you do too. I don't respond to podcasts very often. No. No. I think I've written an email to one podcast, and it was like six years ago yeah and that's all (laughs) what podcast was it it was the bugle oh cool they didn't read my email though or respond to me the only one i've ever uh emailed uh was john hodgman oh you did yeah when i did the quiz charity a couple years ago i he had done a similar event in new york and so i had emailed him and saying i don't want any help i just was looking for uh 
some suggestions on how you ran the charity quiz event, mm-hmm. and I never heard back from him. Yeah, doesn't well, mean I don't love you, John Hodgman. You're he's amazing. a busy man. Yes, yes, you got better things to do than to answer a poor wretch like me. <laughs> but it was so cool to see some people uh, who listened to the podcast and then came and played. And they did pretty well. They yeah. did pretty well. Maybe they'll show up to one of mine. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing I would like to talk about is the tournament is swinging. Yeah, it is. Oh, my God. The Thursday's trivia night in Renton was packed with people and a lot of people wanting to know where they can play next. And so there's a bunch of uh, people going to be going around to different quizzes. So so I might be seeing some Renton people. You might be seeing some Renton people. I might be seeing some uh, some Blue Grouse people. I mean, there's going to be a lot of crossover, I feel. So this is going to be fun. That's awesome. We're all going to get to know each other very well. Um, so if you are playing in the tournament, yes, go to the uh, quizfix.net slash tournament and you can see the leaderboard up right now, just after one week. So if you haven't played yet, don't despair. There's plenty of time to get into it. And uh, the most any point, and most points anybody has right now is four. Yeah. So there's lots of time to get into it. So get on that leaderboard and come out to the quizzes for the next few weeks. Uh, and all oh, the finals are going to be fun. Yeah, it is. Yeah. All right, so let's do the answers to the audio round. Obviously, we've told you who won the audio round, Michael and Michelle. Uh, the audio round last week was Shakespeare songs, songs that have to do with Shakespeare. And I think most of them, if not all of them, if I remember correctly, were Romeo and Juliet themed. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, there's not a lot of Othello songs out there. <laughs> No, there's a couple of Hamlet-y ones, but uh, most of them are Romeo and Juliet. So here are the answers to the audio round. Fire by the Pointer Sisters. Love Story by Taylor Swift. Fever by Peggy Lee. I Bet You Look Good on the Dance Floor by the Arctic Monkeys. Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult. Round and Round by Rat Romeo and Juliet by Dire Straits Congratulations! Yeah, you are a winner! Hooray! Hooray. All right. (laughs) Let's get started. You ready? Ready. Let's do it. Now it's time for the lightning round. This is that time in the episode where I am going to ask Monica five questions, and then she is also going to ask me five questions, and then we battle it out. Uh, What is my theme this week? 
It's lightning. Lightning roundabout <laughs> lightning. Oh, that's so literal. <laughs> I should have done a roundabout round. <laughs> Next time. Next time. Uh, yours is on the television show The Family Guy. Okay. Okay. So do you want to go first or second? I'll go first. All right. Here we go with the lightning round. Number one is multiple choice. How many times per second does lightning happen on Earth? Is it 10 to 20 times, 40 to 50 times, or over 200 times? Per second on Earth. I'm going to say over 200 times. It's 40 to 50. Ah, the middle one. There are 1.4 billion flashes of lightning per year. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, I went with the middle one. Yeah. Because I never do the middle one as the answer. (laughs) I was tricked again. (laughs) Fooled. Got you. All right. Your first question on the family guy. Seth MacFarlane got his animation start with what company who was responsible for shows like The Flintstones and The Jetsons. Is it Hanna-Barbera? It is Hanna-Barbera. Nicely done. Nicely done. Number two. What German word, which means lightning war, was a major offensive strategy of the German army during World War II? Bratwurst. No, sorry. (laughs) No joke answers. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we don't joke on this podcast. Sorry. Blitzkrieg. That's correct. Thank you. But it wasn't your first answer. No, so, so I got a buzz <laughs> and a ding in this one. I'll take it. Uh, question number two. In the way the Simpsons got their start on the Tracy Ullman show, Family Guy was originally uh, going to debut on what Fox sketch comedy show? Hmm. I'm going to guess Mad TV. You are right. I did not know that. Yeah, I did not know that either. I did a little research on Family Guy. And because uh, maybe I'll be doing a round about that this week. Hint, hint, hint. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was originally supposed to be like The Simpsons were on Tracy Ullman. Just like little 30 second sketches here and there. Yeah. And then uh, they went for the whole thing. For the whole well, series. Mad TV had the... Um... Like Spy vs. Spy little cartoon. Oh, right. They did the whole, well, of course, Mad television. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always forget that it was tied into Mad Magazine. Because they did very little. They did the Spy vs. Spy, but that was kind of the only thing they did that was Mad Magazine related. Yeah. Yeah. Number three. What game show, which featured celebrity guests was the first game show to formerly call one of their rounds the lightning round. Ooh, and it had celebrities on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with, boy, what's my line? It's password. Oh, that's a good, another good one. I was going a little too early. I loved password. Yeah? I just loved game shows. <laughs> the password. I wonder why. The password is... Lightning. <laughs> Thunder. Thor. Uh, question number three for you. 
What main character on The Family Guy was killed off in 2013? I think that was Brian. That is Brian. Mm-hmm. I didn't. They replaced him with a, another dog named Vinny. Oh, they did. Yeah, for two episodes, it was kind of a poochie situation. I think. Poochie. Poochie. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I can relate to the Family Guy through The Simpsons, I'll do it. Yeah, it oh was a poochie. Gosh. It was a poochie situation. Poochie was killed off because he was annoying. <laughs> I love in that episode how they have like this house guest in it. It's yeah. like, hey, Mr. S. <laughs> what was his name? Oh, wow. Uh, if anybody knows the name <laughs> of the Simpsons uh, uh, interrupt house guest during the Poochie episode, let us know. I can't remember. Quizfix at gmail.com <laughs> and we will shout you out on the next episode for real. That's going to happen. Really? That's, I, or, we, or we could just look it up right now. No, no, no. no? I want somebody out there. You want that, someone else to look it up? Yeah, I want you guys to go do some work <laughs> out there. We're providing you this podcast. Come on now. Step Come up. Come on, meow. Come on, meow. Did you just... Ready for number four? I am. <clears throat> it's true or false. Good. Lightning is not as hot as the surface of the sun. That is true. False. Oh, wow. It can reach temperatures twice as hot as the sun. Holy crap. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm tanking on this on this quiz. So lightning and the sun are both made up of plasma. Okay. Like that's the form that their elements take. Nice. Okay. Cool. Which I learned from They Might Be Giants. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they I have... love the fact that you've learned a science <laughs> thing from one of my favorite bands. You know, they have the song, The Sun is a Massive Incandescent Gas. Yeah. So uh, they wrote that like a long time ago, and then the science changed. Mm-hmm. So they wrote a rebuttal song oh. to their song. Oh, wow. And it goes, the sun is miasma of incandescent plasma. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I love the Giants. Yeah. They are amazing. Uh, question number four. What actress provides the voice for Meg? Mila Kunis. That is correct. Yes. We're on a roll. All right, last question. Okay. I'm going to get one of these right. Bratwurst, what was I thinking? <laughs> Lightning is a ginger orange cat who first appeared in a 1948 short of what popular cartoon? Mm. You got this, come on. Oh, man. Oh, I'm going to go with my first thing that I thought of was Tom and Jerry. Yeah. All right, good. Good. <laughs> I was trying to, I don't think I've seen that, or if I've seen it, it's not registering, but... Uh, I don't know if I've seen it or not either, but I discovered it when I was researching lightning. Cool. love those old Tom and Jerry's. Um, last question for you. The Griffins live in the Rhode Island uh, town of Quahog. What is a Quahog? I don't know, but I'm going to guess that it's like a type of clam. It is a clam. Yeah. It is a hard clam. Yeah. You, I got every one of them. You just smoked the lightning <laughs> round. I think I got two. You got two. And you got five. Killer. That was well done. See, I've been playing trivia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
I got to get on my lightning. I'm, I'm rusty. Uh, very nicely done. And appropriately enough, that was the lightning round. Whoop, whoop. The sun is a mass of incandescent gas, a gigantic nuclear furnace, where hydrogen is built into helium at a temperature of millions of degrees. The sun is hot, the sun is not a place where we could live. But here on Earth, there'd be no life without the light it gives. It is now time for Game Prep. You're going to get so prepped. (laughs) Honey child, you're about to get prepped. June 26th, 1974. A pack of Wrigley's gum was purchased at a Troy, Ohio grocery store. The first item scanned using the universal product code. I think UPC might be a question you might hear this week. Oh, a three-pointer. That could be a three-pointer. Because I could see somebody saying pricing code instead of product code. So beware of that. Where is uh, where is Troy, Ohio? It's actually pretty close to my hometown. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Do they have a big statue of a Wrigley's gum there that with a little UPC on it? I don't think so. They should. But when I was 17, I used to go there to this drive through so I could buy cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what I think about when I think about Troy. Our memories of Troy, Ohio. (laughs) Smoking. June 26, 2015. The Supreme Court rules that the Defense of Marriage Act is unconstitutional, paving the way for legal same-sex marriages. That's goddamn right. Happy Pride Week. Yeah, we just, uh, if you listen to this on Monday, we just had Pride Weekend last week. and, uh, yeah, it's it's a good thing. Although, <clears throat> I um, I actually was hoping that marriage would just be, like, abolished. <laughs> like, when they were saying... Either everybody can do it. Yeah. But I don't, but I don't want anybody to do it, really. Yeah. June 27th, 1888. Happy birthday, Marie Antoinette Perry. Happy birthday. She is the founder of the American Theater Wing and the woman for which the Tony Awards are named. How many Tony Awards have you won? I have won no Tony Awards, but I have won a couple of Tony, Tony, Tony Awards from (laughs) the uh, 1990s R&B group of If I Had No Loot. Is that for... The band that you're going to play with tonight? As for Cover Me Bad, playing tonight at the Easy Monkey Tap House in Shoreline, <laughs> come on down, five buck cover, eight, like, eight to 11. Playing tonight, but this isn't going to come out until Monday. You guys figure it out. <laughs> There's a time machine out there. You find it. Come down to the Easy Monkey and say, hey, I just heard your podcast and freak me the fuck out. <laughs> June 28th, 1846. Adolf Sachs. Patents. The saxophone. 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 Not the oboe mabo. No. Not the tuba mabo. The saxophone. I played the tuba mabo for a while. Yeah. I was a tuba player. I played its young cousin. The baritone. baritone. We've talked about our baritone past. We both (laughs) played. That was the first instrument. That was the first band instrument I played. I played violin before that, but I that was fourth grade band. Mm. 
I was in an elementary school that had uh, an, a band, a marching band, which is a very strange Yeah, thing. mine wasn't until middle school. Yeah. Uh, I always wanted to play the saxophone, but I think at that moment I had an orthodontist who told me I could not play the saxophone because my teeth were going to get ruined by it. What? Yeah, because the, the mouthpiece, how the way the mouthpiece pushes up into the teeth, there's a lot of people that say that that hurts people's uh, people's teeth. You let that stop you? Yes, I did. Well, I was seven at the time. <laughs> I think it stopped my mom, <laughs> who was looking at the orthodontist bills going, it's going to be bad enough. <laughs> June 28th, 1997, during the second fight between Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield, Tyson is disqualified when he bites off a part of Holyfield's ear in the third round. And uh, by the way, Tyson's birthday was two days later on June 30th, so uh, happy almost birthday, Mike Tyson? Happy almost birthday? Yeah, you're a weird guy. Yeah, real weird. Yeah. That is so weird that he could do something like that and then and then have a career. And people are like, yeah, let's hang out with this guy and put yeah. him on TV and stuff. Well, and that's not the worst of his offenses either because no, he was in prison <laughs> for some awful things that didn't have, have nothing to do with biting off an ear. And yet he comes back. Uh, he's one of those one of those people that I think just people are fascinated by him. Ugh, I'm not. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Get out of here. Although that, that sexy face tattoo. Come on now. Come on. You, you, that's come on. a, hey, that's a cultural appropriation tattoo. Mm-hmm. Which is just. Sexy. <laughs> Damn sexy. Real sexy. Not as sexy as biting off a part of somebody else's body. Oh, that's the best. Give me that lobe. Those lobes of joy. <laughs> It wasn't the lobe. It wasn't the lobe? What part was it? It was the top. Why don't you go for the lobe? It's right just hanging there, just begging to be bitten off. Well, I think because his head was down, you know, when boxers kind of like hug each other. Yeah, because they like each other. I know. That's why. (laughs) That's also why they hit each other is because they like each other. Yeah. Guys, don't fight. The the Defensive uh, Marriage Act is is dead. You You can solve this another way. Get married. June 29th, 1975, Steve Wozniak tests the first Apple computer for kilobytes of memory. (laughs) Only four kilobytes of memory. Expandable to 48 kilobytes with expansion cards. And I'm just going to go right into the next one because June 29th, 2007, on the same day, Apple released its first mobile phone, the iPhone, uh, which had 4, 8, or 16 gigabytes of storage. So that's where we came from, from 1975 to 2007. That's a big jump. Uh, I remember that iPhone opening because there were people camped outside of the stores. I think it was just Apple and AT&T stores you could get the new iPhone at. And people were like camped outside like it was for concert tickets. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that sort of still happens when they do a new iPhone, although I think it's died down a little bit. I don't know why anybody would do that. Yeah, you can always get one later. They're yeah. not going to run out of them. No. I had friends who did that. They were really into like the, you know, they wanted to be like the early adapters. 
But uh, I think after a while they start to slow down when they realize that things are going to get changed on a regular basis. Yeah. Also, like, I am not going to waste my time waiting in line Mm-hmm. to buy something right right i'll <laughs> wait in line to get money sure but oh, yeah. not to spend it yeah i'm i'm with you i'm with you june 30th 1859 charles blondin a french acrobat becomes the first person to cross the niagara falls gorge on a tightrope after he made it across the first time he started walking the tightrope in different ways blindfolded, on stilts, carrying a man on his back. Is that all at the same time? That wasn't all at the same time. Those are three different trips. <laughs> and stopping midway to cook an omelet. Now, the omelet one is How fascinating. How did he cook an omelet? How did he get the little stove out there? Did he, like, pre-break the eggs? Did he, like, I mean, there's lots of questions on the did omelet. Did he have a little table? I have no idea. That one fascinated me the most was, I mean, blindfolded, okay. Carrying a guy on your back, if he's small enough, fine. Uh, uh, the stilts, I mean, that's hard, but. Stilts, that's crazy. Yeah, but the omelet thing was really fascinating. Um, <laughs> would you ever go across a tightrope above uh, falls? Is there, is there an no. easy answer to that? <laughs> As I was asking that question. I realized halfway through the question that I should just withdraw the question. I don't even know if I would go across a tightrope that was lying on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Might hurt an ankle. Maybe for an officer of the law who's forcing me to do it. Yes. <laughs> Is that your drunk driving test? <laughs> yeah. It's like, can you walk on this tightrope? Nope. Nope, I cannot. Nope. Take me away. Yeah, exactly. Blindfold me and put me I on some stilts. I don't know why, though. I wasn't even driving. Exactly. I was just going out to the middle of the road to make an omelet. <laughs> it's pretty good. You want, you, want, you want some? How did you get the stove out there? <laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> Truly spectacle. June 30th, 1971. The first leap second is added to the uh, Coordinated Universal Time, the UTC, and that is to allow for changes in the Earth's rotational speed. Leap seconds are now added on either June 30th or December 31st of the years, uh, sometimes on both, depending on what's happened during the year. Hmm. Yeah. Also, time and our construct of it is an illusion and it doesn't really exist. Why must you blow my mind? <laughs> June 30th, 2017, our first future game prep. Oh. Abby Lee Miller, a dance instructor who has appeared on Dance Moms, Abby's Ultimate Dance Competition, and Dancing with the Stars, starts her nine-month prison sentence for bank fraud. Happy birthday, a- No, that's wrong. <laughs> I didn't even know that happened. Yeah, and it was mainly I noted this because I usually go to the, a few different websites uh, for these timeline things, and this was the first one that Wikipedia has ever shown me where it, it wasn't something that had already happened. It was hmm. something that was about to happen, nice. and it kind of freaked me out. So there it is. Have you ever watched any of these shows, Dance Moms? I have watched Dance Moms. That just sounds like a nightmare to me. It kind of was. See, basically, I used to have this office job, but I worked from home. Nice. So 
I would watch like TV all the time. Mm-hmm. And I really like watching people dance. And somehow I just saw that show. And besides like the horrible moms and Abby Miller was just terrible. Yeah. Like mega bitch. But the dancing was fun. So I liked that part yeah. of it. But they put those kids, like young kids, through really unnecessary, stupid drama and were like horrible, like role models for them. Yes. And so that part was really gross. But it's sort of like a train wreck, too. Like you're watching it right. and hating yourself for watching it. But at the <laughs> same time, you're like, oh, no, she didn't. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, growing up, as I did in playing music and doing competitions and things like that, uh, ran into a lot of stage moms. You did? Oh, yeah. What were they like? Awful. <laughs> It's like, let your kid do what they want to do. Yeah. And if some kid just happens to be better than your kid, it's okay. It's all right. Yeah. You know, not so everybody. What do, you, what do you think is worse? Like the over-supportive stage mom or like the under-supportive, like never goes to any of their things parent? Oh, wow. Those are my choices? Yeah. <laughs> um, I... I I'm going to say probably the over-supportive just because maybe you can dial that back a little bit. You can go you can go big and then make it a little smaller. It's harder to go with no enthusiasm and try to muster some. But maybe if they have over-enthusiasm, they can dial it back and be normal-ish. Yeah. Um, that's a tough call. Those are two, two extremes. It's worse because I feel like it might mess them up. A See, there's more. that problem too, but I think also not caring at all can totally mess up your kid as well. Yeah. So neither one is good. Guys, <laughs> care about your kids. Talk, if you from, don't know yet, you from, should probably take care of your children. Take it from two people who have no children. Yep. Yes, just uh, two cats for her and <laughs> um, a missing 1999 Subaru Outback Legacy <laughs> for me. We're actually writing a book about how to raise your kids. Yeah. How to raise your kids by two people without kids. Yeah. Step one, have a child. Ew, no, don't do that. All right. <laughs> Short book, but uh, but fascinating. A page turner couldn't put the book down. There's only one page. Yeah, exactly. Have a child. Wait, no, have a drink instead. But by the way, let's have a drink. All right. That was game prep. Kids, all the things I've done were for your own good. Kids, can't you once appreciate how I've sacrificed working, slaving, scrimping, saving pennies and living with your father? Kids, no one knows the burdens I've had to bear and in my condition. Kids, I'm a poor sick woman and does he care? Ha! Go on, go on and kill me. That's what it's coming to. A mother has kids like you. Now it is time for tips and tricks. Here's tips and tricks and tips and tricks. To ding tam. Nice. Yeah. So this week it's not really tips and tricks, no. but 
We're bringing back the fantasy trivia teams. Oh, it's draft time. We're drafting our teams. And this is fictional characters. Yeah, we talked about this last time we did real people. Now we're diving into the fictional pool and grabbing some teams. Same rules apply. Five people, because we get to play with these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, of any era, of any kind of fictional, it's pretty. This one's pretty wide open. There's nobody off limits. We're just gonna pick whoever we as want. As long as they're fictional. As long as they're not real people. Uh, would you like to go with the first pick? Sure. All right, with the first pick in the Stop. fantasy <laughs> quiz draft, Monica selects Data. Say goodbye, Data. Goodbye, Data. <laughs> Was that funny? Accessing. Huh. Burns and Allen, Roxy Theater, New York City, 1932. It still works. Then there was the one about the girl in the nudist colony that nothing looked good on. We're ready to get underway, sir. Take my wharf, please. Oh, I knew you were going to pick him. I didn't. Duh. I didn't put him on my team. This okay. is the other thing we should say is that we don't know each other's teams. Yeah. So data. That's a good one. So I wrote pros and cons for everybody that I picked. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. good. Look how prepared I am. You are on. <laughs> you win the lightning round. You're killing it. Oh, you're just. You're just. You're crushing this Isn't podcast. It's a good day. Yeah, yeah. I'm liking this. Yeah. Okay, so the pros about data. It was from Star Trek, of course. Mm-hmm. He has a boatload of knowledge stored in his positronic brain. Sure. And he remembers everything. Right. So he's basically like a walking computer. And you know how I feel about data. So that's another Well, I was going to say, it's like you're going to want to cuddle up to, <laughs> to cuddle up the data. Well, he's going to have some competition on my team. Oh. <laughs> Cons is that sometimes he doesn't understand human stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know if he'll, like, get trivia or, like, enjoy it. Well, he won't enjoy it because he doesn't enjoy anything. Right. So that's kind of a con. But I think I think he might be kind of into it. It was interesting trying to pick people that had a lot of knowledge but maybe weren't, like, I mean, because trivia isn't all just about straight numbers mm-hmm. and facts. Sometimes yeah. you have to figure out tricky things. So, but that's a good pick. I had, I, I, I was doing some research and I saw his name come up as a possibility and I was like, I'm going to leave that one for you. Thank you. I knew that was going to be your first pick. <laughs> I had a good feeling. Uh, then you probably know my first pick. Spock. No. Oh. <laughs> no. My I, first pick is Detective Columbo. I knew you were going to pick him. Played by uh, Peter Falk back in the uh, 70s. He sounds just too clever for us. What I mean is, you know, cops, we're not the brightest guys in the world. And, uh, of course, we've got one thing going for us. We're professionals. I mean, you take our friend here, the murderer. He's, he's very smart. He's an amateur. I mean, he's got just one time to learn, just one. And with us, well, with us, it's, it's a business. You see, we do this a hundred times a year. I'll tell you, Doc. That's a lot of practice. He loves Columbo. I love, love Columbo. Uh, more than when they took Columbo off of Netflix, I was super, super sad. Yeah, that was a bad week for you. He is, he is, uh, that was a show that I watch 
pretty much on repeat while I'm writing trivia, and now I don't have that, and so I just stopped writing trivia. So I was just watching, because they do uh, show these on uh, one of the channels uh, here and there, but they had one where he was uh, investigating this high IQ club, and they were giving him like these uh, uh, IQ tests and these oh, puzzles yeah. to solve. And he's just, he has a good brain for figuring out things. Mm-hmm. Nothing gets really past him. So I don't know how he would do with pop culture stuff and things like that. But if there was tricky stuff in there, uh, he would definitely be able to figure it out. And yeah. plus, plus, I just think he would be hilarious to, to hang out with. Yeah, except every time he'd write down an answer, he'd be like, one more thing. Or he'd always lose his pencil. Because, like, anybody anybody got a pencil? pencil. Anybody got a pencil? He'd ask you about your hobbies and always talk about how that's how he, what he wanted to do. Yeah. Or he had a cousin that was doing it or something like that. He'd have a lot of stories. (laughs) Good pick. All right. Who's your number two? My next pick is Lisa Simpson. Oh, that's a good one, too. It says here that students don't have to raise their hands. They should just ask every question that comes to their mind. Oh, why are pine needles pointy? And um, 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 what's the difference between an asteroid and a meteor? Uh, ooh, ooh, can you shrug anything other than your shoulders? <sighs> Does anyone else have any questions? Um, if mommy's purse didn't belong in the microwave, why did it fit? Pros, smarty pants. Yes. Cons. Not old enough to drink. Yeah. <laughs> now we do have some of those all ages trivia's on our on our agenda, so you, she could uh, definitely go to one of those. Yeah. But um, yeah, she would be good. She would all the school stuff. She would ace. Yeah. Anything that's been taught up to about the fourth grade, she would be right well, on it. Well, she knows. She's smarter than me. Like yeah. she knows stuff that I she, don't. Lisa know. Simpson's a, a brainiac. That's a good pick. Yeah. Uh, my number two is Gloria Clemente, who was played by Rosie Perez in the movie White Men Can't Jump. I've never seen that. She is a woman who has been studying for years and years and years to be on Jeopardy. Oh, really? And she goes on Jeopardy and kicks ass. Okay, foods with Q for 400 the answer there is the Daily Double. Well, Gloria, you've got the lead with $2,100. You're performing beautifully. How much of that are you going to risk on your knowledge of the subject? Foods that start with the letter Q. All of it. According to oh legend, it was the forbidden fruit in the Garden of Eden. What is a quince? Yes. She's the wife of Woody Harrelson's character or the girlfriend of Woody Harrelson's character. I can't remember which. But yeah, she is constantly studying for uh, her chance on Jeopardy. And then she finally gets it and she she kills. That's awesome. So, I love that. And I love Rosie Perez. She'd be fun I to like hang out too. Yeah. yeah. All right. Your number three. Next, I chose Leslie Nope. Oh, nice. From Parks and Rec. Oh. Which is funny because Amy Poord was on my real fantasy team. Oh, right, right. You're doubling so up. she's on You're, both of them. You got some double, <laughs> double, double polar action. I'm now going to give you permanent answers to all the silly questions that you're going to end up asking me and every other woman in this election over the next few months. Why did I change my hairstyle? Well, I don't know. I just thought it would look better. Or my kids got gum in it. Are you trying to have it all? That question makes no sense. It's a stupid question. Stop asking it. Don't ask it. Do you miss your kids while you're at work? Yes, of course I do. Everybody does. And then, you know, sometimes I don't. Yeah, and by the way, 
No one's ever asked me that question. No one asked me where are your kids or who's taking care of them. By the way, who is taking care of the kids? My mom, babe. Everything's fine. Right. So pros is that she'll know all the government stuff. Yes. And she's fun. Oh, yeah. Cons is that Leslie can be kind of too enthusiastic sometimes. Like she does not have an off switch. Right. So she might get annoying after a while. I do feel like she is... Like she tries to play it down, but she's very competitive. So I think she would definitely be, but she might also be one of those people who challenges a lot of questions and makes the team makes the team go, just shut Shut up, up. just (laughs) shut up, Leslie. It's fine. Let's move on. So, but I like that pick. You know that the government stuff she's gonna just Mm -hmm, ace. Yeah, yeah. All the president stuff and another fun one to hang out with. Mm Um, here's my number three, uh, and I'm showing my age here. Detective Dietrich, played by Steve Landisberg on the TV show Barney Miller. Wow. Yeah. So, I've never seen that. So Barney Miller, for those of you who are you know, too young, it was a sitcom about a uh, police station in New York. And Steve Landisberg, who was a stand-up comic at the time, joined the cast, I believe, in the second or third year. And he is a guy that just can spout any bit of knowledge. And that was kind of his thing. He was kind of the know-it-all of the... But he also had this very kind of dry sense of humor. Mm -hmm. Very laconic, laid-back guy. Nothing ever seemed to bother him. But in any situation, he could rattle off some sort of tidbit about it. Uh, He just was a never-ending font of, of trivia. And was one of the first characters I remember seeing on television who was like that. And I really identified with that. <laughs> just like a very laid back guy who's like, you know, the blah, 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 blah. And to just have the fact right at the tip of his. And I was like, that's something to be. <laughs> well, you made it. Yeah. Yeah. So he was a role model early. <laughs> hey, Arthur. <clears throat> I remember seeing you out there. I realized early on that U.S. involvement was a tragic mistake. I came out against the war in 66. 57. 57? That's when Eisenhower first sent military advisors over to train South Vietnamese personnel. Yeah, but in 57, you were only... I was 14. I got a scout badge for international affairs. All right, give me your number four. Number four, I have Jim from The Office. Oh... Pros, sports. Oh, yeah, he'll know his sports stuff. Cons, sports. <laughs> <laughs> so I like, was trying to come up with a sports person. Yeah. And he was the best one I could come up with. Question. What kind of bear is best? That's a ridiculous question. False. Black bear. Well, that's debatable. There are basically two schools of thought. Fact. Bears eat beets. Oh. Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. Bears do not. What is going on? What are you doing? Last week, I was in a drugstore, and I saw these glasses. Uh, $4. And it only cost me $7 to recreate the rest of the ensemble, and that's a grand total of $11. That's a good one, Jim. And he would, again, fun guy to hang out with. Yeah. Seems pretty casual, but also seems like secretly competitive. Like he would want to win. Yeah. But he wouldn't be like, you know, heartbroken if he lost. 
He's pretty laid back. Yeah. And then, you know, if you said something funny or said something weird, he would just pan to the camera and just look <laughs> at it. He'd be like, well, who are you looking at? <laughs> All right. My number four is for a very limited moment. Uh, it is Lucy played by Scarlett Johansson in the movie Lucy. Oh, my God. Because there is a moment where she knows everything. Professor, my cells are reproducing at a phenomenal speed, several million per second. I'm having trouble precisely evaluating the time of my death, but I doubt it'll last more than 24 hours. What are you talking about? What I'm saying is that your theory is not a theory. I absorbed a large quantity of synthetic CPH4, that will allow me to use 100% of my cerebral capacity. Right now I'm at 28%. And what she wrote is true. Once the brain reaches 20%, it opens up and expands the rest. There are no more obstacles. They fall away like dominoes. I'm colonizing my own brain. So you only get it for like one question. <laughs> I'm hoping that she can hang on long enough for a 90-minute quiz. But yeah, then eventually she, spoilers for Lucy, uh, dis- dissipates into the universe. Uh, but there is that moment where she just has all the world's knowledge. And uh, yeah, I was thinking of either her or Bradley Cooper from uh, Limitless. Oh, yeah. But uh, I would rather hang out with Scarlett Johansson. All right, finish off your team. Okay, the last one that I picked is Vampire Eric from True Blood. <laughs> Pros. Wait a second. Who played him? Alexander Skarsgård. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you very much. So Talk you, about bringing up the sexiness of so my team. I, I'm picturing you sitting between Data, Data and, and Vampire, and, Eric. And Vampire yep. Eric and just being like, yep. who, 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 who wants to buy me another drink? <laughs> Can we see your fangs? Don't you like vampires, little girl? Eric! Our almost sick daddy hated vampires, but we don't. He went on a vacation with Jesus. You make me so happy I never had any of you. No, come on, Pam. They're funny. They're like humans, but miniature. So, pros, history questions. He's like a thousand years old. Sure. He's the hottest of the hot. Sure. Cons, he will probably kill and eat all of us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and take and, and keep the gift certificates for himself. He doesn't eat or drink. Oh, that's true. He doesn't even need it. No. Oh. So that's kind of a, uh, a dangerous choice, but I'm willing to accept the danger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are you going to be too nervous to, a- to answer anything? Or are you just going to be like between those two characters and just be fawning the whole time? You'd be like, oh, you guys. It'll, I'm going to charm them so much. Yes. Data, yeah. won't, Data won't know how to handle that. <laughs> Vampire <laughs> Eric will know how to handle that. Yeah, by murdering me. <laughs> but in a sexy way. It'll be sexy murder. Sexy, sexy, sexy murder. murder. All right, my last one, and this was hard to come up with, but you know, I'm going to go with this. I do pretty well at the music stuff, but he's just going to put me over the top, and that is Rob Gordon, played by John Cusack in the movie High Fidelity. Oh, yeah. Who has all the arcane, like, 60s Motown, Northern Soul stuff at his fingertips. He's just a very smart character. And, uh, again, another guy to be fun to hang out with. 
I guess it looks as if you're reorganizing your records. Yeah. Um, what is this, uh, chronological? No. Not alphabetical. Nope. What? Autobiographical. No fucking way. Yep. I can tell you how I got from Deep Purple to Howlin' Wolf in just 25 moves. Oh and God. I want to find the song Landslide by Fleetwood Mac. I have to remember that I bought it for someone in the fall of 1983 pile, but didn't give it to them for personal reasons. That sounds... Comforting. Yes. It is. Yeah, I feel like he might be kind of whiny. A little bit. A little bit. But, you know, well, we'll see if we can keep him keep like, him up. I'm the only one who's allowed to be depressed on my team. <laughs> you will not be depressed between Data and Vampire Eric. That will not, depression will not be your problem. Um, so those are our teams. We will post pictures and, uh, and the teams up there on our website at quizfix.net. Uh, if you would like to submit, and we would love it if you did, your fictional character fantasy pub quiz team, send it in to quizfix at gmail.com and uh, we'll post your uh, quizzes. We'll post your quiz teams up there as well. And uh, we might talk about them like oh, we did last time. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely go through them. So send <laughs> we those. We got a lot last time. That was fun. We did. We did. I'm hoping that uh, we get a similar uh, number out there. So send them on in send whenever you in. want to, and we'll talk about it in the next few episodes. Uh, and good luck to your fantasy team, Monica. Oh, me? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You too. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, name that tune. All right, our audio round challenge this week is all about dancing. Dancing. Now, you like to watch people dance. <laughs> yeah. Is that Now, do you like to dance? Uh, I only dance I usually only dance alone. Right. Because I'm really bad at it. Okay. And I like the way I describe it is that I have rhythm, mm-hmm. but I don't have any grace. <laughs> so I just look ridiculous when I dance. Yeah. But I dance alone. I dance for the cats sometimes. Oh, very nice. <laughs> oh, man. I don't like that I just said that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I, on the other hand, like that you just said that out loud. So that, that equals out. Well, these are all songs that uh, are based on dances. So, uh, you know, every once in a while a dance will come out and then songs will be written about that dance, kind of promoting the dance. Uh, So uh, this is that sort of thing. So one point if you know the title of the song, one point if you know the artist, and uh, if you want to send in videos of you doing these dances, um to quizfix at gmail.com we wouldn't mind that at all you know what i usually do those kind of dances yeah because the song tells you how to do it exactly and everybody's doing the same thing yeah so like i don't have to come up with the dance myself (laughs) exactly exactly uh so here we go with the audio round your audio round. My audio round? <laughs> say it, say it. Your audio round starts meow. One. 
All right, that's it for the audio round. Send in your answers to quizfix at gmail.com. You got all week to do that, so send them on in. And send them in because you don't know, it might be the last audio round that we do. Yeah, we are talking about maybe doing something else for this last segment, but if we get some more people uh, participating, we would love to have it. Uh, And if you're not participating, that's fine too. We'll find something else to do. But uh, send in your answers right now, quizfix at gmail.com. Monica, where can the nice folks see you host trivia this week? I will be hosting Tuesday at Fitzgerald's in Ballard and Wednesday at the Blue Grouse in Georgetown, which when it's nice, we play outside. And it is going to be nice this yeah, week. So come Bring out your dogs. and do, oh yeah, dog friendly at the Blue Grouse. All the dogs. All the dogs. All the dogs you've dialed. Um, <laughs> Uh, I am at uh, the Skylark uh, in West Seattle on Mondays. I'm at the Crown Bar in Tacoma on Tuesdays and the local 907 on Thursdays in Renton. All of those quiz nights start at 7.30. All of them are free to play. And with the Quiz Fix Summer Invitational Tournament going. Get your points. Get your points. Remember that it doesn't cost you anything to be in the tournament, but you could win things going forward. So uh, she just... (laughs) Puka just... Look, Puka just started recording on your audacity. <laughs> Puka. 
Well the done, Puka. The audacity of that. The audacity of Puka. <laughs> a novel. A novel by Puka. Based on a novel by Puka. Based on a concept by Puka. <laughs> chapter one. Wait, here's chapter one. Chapter one. Forward. Oh. <laughs> That's her reading her audiobook and I'm recording it on Audacity. Do you realize that her uh, her audiobook was longer than our book on parenting? It was. <laughs> <laughs> you have more to say about your life, Puka, than we do have on, on parenting. So congratulations. Good you job, win. Puka. Nobel Prize will be in the mail. Um, all right. <laughs> I think we've done all we can do. So let's uh, let's wrap it up. All right. Let's go out and enjoy a lovely, sunny uh, Seattle day. Uh, thanks a lot for listening, and we will uh, talk to you again next week. Bye. Bye.